Branding Democrats, a podcast to help Democrats start winning before it's too late. By Ken Weber, Daryl Weber, hosted by Gabriella Martin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first episode of the Branding Democrats podcast. I'm here right now with Ken Weber and Daryl Weber, the authors of Branding Democrats, a top-to-bottom reimagining of campaign strategies. My name is Gabriella Martin, and I'm your host. So the harsh truth is that Democrats are terrible at branding. In this podcast, we'll lay out a process to reimagine the Democratic brand. We'll examine some notable case studies of failing Democratic campaigns of the past, and we'll show you how to reposition Democrats as the party that fights for the people, how to make that branding personal, and how to claim the upper hand in differentiating Democrats and Republicans. Our hosts, Ken and Daryl, have established successful careers in branding and are passionate about politics in general, and Democratic politics specifically. Ken and Daryl have worked alongside brands such as Coca-Cola, Nike, Johnny Walker, Google. Ken is also the president of a top asset management company, and Daryl is a brand strategist for the consulting firm Red Scout. Our point here is, we are not political consultants. We are real people having real conversations. I think that if Democratic consultants had been better at their jobs, there would be no need for us. But Democrats aren't winning those close elections, so here we are. Ken and Daryl, let's kick things off. So, Thanks, Gabby. My first question would be, why did you guys write this book? What is the point of Branding Democrats and what goals were you aiming to achieve with this book? All right, I'll start because I started the book project. Um, Yeah, as I say in the book, I just got tired of yelling at the screen at all the dumb things Democrats were doing. Um, Republicans seem to understand the concept of long-term branding and Democrats are more focused on what's happening this week and uh, this campaign. And we think that's a huge mistake that has hurt Democrats uh, in the past and will continue to hurt Democrats in the future. So Daryl is a branding expert. I brought him on board. And um, what's your perspective on that, Daryl, why we got started? Yeah, for me, I I was having a lot of these similar kinds of conversations with my friends, many of whom are activists or very politically involved, and we were all just very frustrated in what we were seeing from Democrats, uh, just seeing poor messaging, uh, not communicating effectively at all, and then seeing the opposite from Republicans, like strong branding, building up, you know, real credibility across the country where they shouldn't have it. De-brand, or making Democrats look bad with their negative branding um, and all these things. And it felt like Democrats weren't fighting back at all. Um, so I had been doing sort of similar things with some of my friends trying to create scripts for Democrats to use. We were trying to, you know, what, what's an ad that Democrats can put out? Um, and I know my dad was thinking similar things and we started talking about it and we said, maybe this could be a book. And it's a great book. Um, In the first chapter, you talk about the difference between branding and marketing and why branding is far more important for Democrats. Um, Could you elaborate on what you mean by that? I'll start with the first part. Marketing is what's happening today. So you say our watches are on sale, buy our watches. Our watches have great movement and uh, they, they work underwater. You say marketing about the current marketing campaign. Branding is long term. 
branding is uh, for this year and next year and next year and next year. And the example I like to give is full page ads from Rolex. They never talk about the watch, the quality of the watch. There's nothing about the movement of the watch or the durability of the watch. It's just the feeling it infuses in the people who uh, have anything to do with reading the ad or seeing the commercials. And Daryl is a, literally a, a worldwide branding expert, so you can expand on that, Daryl. Yeah, when I work with brands, when we're building a brand positioning, what a brand stands for, it's meant to last five years, 10 years, right? It's what is, what is this brand's going to overall message be? Who is it trying to target? What does it stand for? How are we different from the competition? Kind of charting all those things in a very long-term way. And it feels like Democrats had never really done that exercise of figuring out what is it that we stand for? What is our key overall message? What should we stand for in people's minds? There's the famous book, um, if you're in the marketing world, it's famous anyway, uh, called Positioning um, and it, by Al Reese and Jack Trout. And it says um, that basically every brand should stand for one thing in people's minds, own sort of one sort of core idea. And it felt like Democrats really didn't have that sort of core basic idea of what they stand for. Um, so we felt like, yeah, we have to build up that long-term brand. Democrats are maybe good at the marketing side of it. Like we saw Obama's campaign was one of the first to do a lot of new digital t marketing techniques. Uh, and since then, I think they've done a lot of that well. But it's individual, small, you know, working on each individual campaign, localized. It hasn't, there hasn't been this overall overarching Democratic brand that's been built. I think built. you're completely right, Daryl. And people have been commending the Biden campaign, actually, for targeting Gen Z because their social media marketing has been pretty well done. However, I mean, there's still so much work that needs to be done with the branding. When you guys think about the Democrat identity, and you said, Daryl, there should be one thing, one core thing that goes in your mind when it comes to a brand, what would you say that is for the Democratic Party? Well, I'll take that because we have our slogan that we have in the book, Democrats fight for the people. And not, you know, not for the people, because... Um, that's what they've used for like three months or you know five months. Uh, but Democrats fight for the people. That has to be ingrained in every voter's mind that the Democrats, we, us guys, uh, we fight for you, for the people. We're not for the corporations. We're not for the one-tenth of one percent. We're the, for the people who go to work. That, that's who we fight for generation after generation. What's nice about that is it helps deposition what the Republicans are about, which is they're for the rich and the corporations, right? It's not, they're not for the people. We are the brand for the people. I think any good brand should have a clear enemy or tension that it's fighting against. And uh, that, you know, helps us set up for how we can say these are what Republicans stand for. Uh, but we as Democrats are for all the regular people. Let me interrupt for a moment to point out that uh, two things. One is we are telling the Democratic uh, power uh, structure, the ones who get to listen to us, that our target is to increase Democratic votes by one or two percent, which is which means we would hold the House in the 2023, uh, 2022 election and should hold it in the uh, House and Senate in the 2024 election. One or two percent is enough to make the difference. And secondly, um, we're also telling people our target is like the 18 to 25 or 30 year old, the people who are not terribly engaged, many are, but many are not terribly engaged in local politics or national politics or the issues that really affect them. So I'm not in that demographic. <laughs> Daryl is <laughs> a little bit out of it. 
Gabby, not you are. Really. You're in your really. 20s. And so, and so I want to point out that we are uh, trying to target that group. I think that for your target age demographic, a lot of people hold democratic values. They care about climate change. They care about LGBTQ plus rights. Um, they want pro-choice candidates. Women's all, all of those issues, things. Yep. Um, but they have a stigma against calling themselves Democrats. Correct. They don't want to publicly be known that they're a Democrat. And that's hurting candidates, obviously, in the polls. And it's allowing, essentially, these crazy MAGA Republicans to keep, you know, climbing up the political ladder. Why do you think that that is? That people are not proud to be Democrats? Yeah, I think Republicans have done a great job branding Democrats as weak. Uh, you know, snowflakes has been tossed around for years now. Uh, they have this image that they keep shouting of like purple haired liberals screaming, right? Offended at everything. Uh, they keep attacking like that. And I think there hasn't been one pushback from the Democrat side on, no, this is who we actually are. This is what we actually believe in or what we actually look like. Uh, and two, they haven't said this is what Republicans are. We haven't like branded them negatively. Um, so I, I, you know, follow Fox News and things on Instagram. I can't watch it, but I, I see clips um, and I look at the comments. Uh, I follow a bunch of right wing stuff just to see what they're saying. And you see all these comments like imagine being a Democrat in 2023, right? Like how crazy would you have to be to be a Democrat? That, like, right. That's what they think. Um, and you see tons of comments like this, right? If you're in that world, it, it would be insane to be a Democrat, right? If you're hearing what they're saying. And I just think we haven't done a good job saying, no, this is what Democrats actually look like, right? This, it is actually, and these are the things we actually believe in. It's probably things you also believe in, um, but you're not realizing that's what the Democrats stand for. I think in your book, you guys attribute a lot of this too, that the Democratic Party makes every candidate work. Um, they don't have a strong Democrat brand that is behind every every candidate. So when you go to the polls, you're voting for that individual person, their personality, what policies um, they support. Instead of this person's a Democrat, they hold these values. They're going yeah. to care about me. They're going to care about my children in the future, our earth, um, all of these things. And I think that that is one of yeah. the biggest um, problems the Democrat Party faces right now. The the a phrase we use is Democrats make every candidate start from zero. So uh, we talk in the book, one of the examples we give is uh, Joel Ossoff when he first ran for Congress in Atlanta. Um, he tried to be very uh, focused on local issues, but he backed off. Uh, Obama was not particularly popular when he ran and uh, he really didn't want to be known as a Democrat and he lost. He lost. When he ran for Senate, he came out much stronger as a progressive Democrat, and he had backbone, and, and uh, he, he uh, held himself up as, as a person who believes in the Democratic Party values, and he won in a red state. Um, and so we, we give lots of examples, you know, in the book, and uh, we talk about what the brand is and how you defend the brand. But, um, yeah, making each candidate start from zero is a big mistake, and in the book we give examples of what they should do for the long-term branding. You know, we can get 
Right. It's like we have a thousand mini campaigns going all across the country rather than one overarching national campaign. In marketing, you would never have every local city or state or market do their own campaign, right? You would build an overarching brand, you get national media efficiencies, um, and you're just building, this is what this brand is about. And then, yes, you can do individual advertising, you know, sales and things locally, uh, but that's not the, the main part of it, the whole uh, focus should be, what is this brand overall? It, we, both, we both live in the, the New York area, and in the last election, the 2022 election, uh, we were getting TV commercials for four or five candidates, New York City, Long Island, Westchester, New Jersey, and they're all on their own. They're all on their own. And so they have to have their own campaign staffs. They have to have their own TV commercials. They're all basically saying the same thing, but you, you don't really have a sense of this Democrat supports the ideas of that Democrat. One of the ideas we have in the book is stop doing that. Apply that money that you're spending individually to democratic branding commercials and democratic branding long-term campaigns. I think you're completely right there. And I was going to ask what logistically would you think should be done for the Democrat brand so that people are aware these are what Democrats identity is, these are what values. So you think television, um, commercials, or how, how would you reach, you know, especially your target audience, 18 to 30? All of it. Yeah, it has to be every channel that uh, they're, you know, they're using right now, every digital media from TikTok to Instagram, right? There is a Democrat, you know, uh, account on there. There is TV ads. There's also politicians going on TV and doing PR, right? Like uh, interviews. All of it needs to have the same core message. Right now, it's so fragmented. Uh, and that's that's the core thing that we're saying here, right? Everyone's saying something slightly different. I saw today a, an ad, I, was, I got my hair cut today, uh, an ad for Kathy Hochul at the barbershop. I never see political ads, but I was like, oh, interesting. And yeah, it was about fighting for New York families or something like that. But it was her own slogan that nobody else is using that doesn't build for anything else. Um, and in that ad, she also talked about not raising taxes, which I'm like, okay, that feels like a Republican talking point. And you now you're like, the second best Republican, you know, running. Uh, you're, you're not as good as, you know, if that's what people are interested in, right? You're not saying what we stand for that's different from Republicans. You're just saying, oh, we're also like them in this way. Uh, so it just felt like a very poor Exactly, ad. and this, this, this is marketing versus branding. Uh, Bloomberg apparently is behind some of those ads, Michael Bloomberg, and people are not quite sure why he's doing this, but it's his millions that are paying for a whole series of pro Kathy Hochul ads. Uh, which are fine, you know, it's nice. But again, as Daryl points out, it doesn't help the other Democrats. And that's what branding Democrats is trying to get across. Stop doing that. Stop making every Democratic candidate be on his or her own because we're all pretty much the same. We have 90%, we share 90% of the same values. Uh, and we're all proud Democrats, or we should be. I think the point here too is, is that we're all in the fight together. We have a common goal. And when you have your individual campaigns, you make every candidate work for themselves, it's much easier to for the Republican Party to villainify. Villify. <laughs> exactly. The Hillary Clinton, for example, Sleepy Joe, um, they create these archetypes of this horrible person who's incapable of running the government based on the individual rather than, you know, who's... Is Joe Biden really making every single decision in the White House? There's a whole team of people behind behind him. Um, how do you think 
that Democrats can take, you know, some of Republicans' branding and marketing tactics to their benefit. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up Biden because uh, he really has a strong track record now. It surprised me personally and it surprised apparently millions of people. Uh, there are some people, historians now, are starting to say he's going to ha have one of the best legislative track records of any modern president. It's amazing. We didn't quite expect it, but it's the truth. And the big donors should be putting together ads touting because we need Biden on top. And, you know, the results trickle down as people go into a voting booth. Click, 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 vote for everybody uh, in one column. They should be touting and telling the, the United States population, you can be proud of your president. Here are all the things he has promised and he has done. And it's, a, and it's a, an impressive track record. But for people who never pick up a newspaper or read a news magazine or, you know, listen to a political podcast, they won't know. Yeah, most people are not paying any attention and have no idea what Joe Biden has done. Uh, you know, most people can't name who the vice president is, right? <laughs> we have to, like, ground ourselves in what people are paying attention to and what they know. Uh, and it's very little. And so we have to really beat this over the head um, and hit it many different places through TikTok, through influencers, places where people who don't typically pay attention to politics might hear it. Um, and yeah, tout those accomplishments because people don't know it. Um, we listen to the news, we listen to podcasts, we, we maybe are more familiar with some of them. Uh, but even Democrats who do listen need to be reminded because um, Republicans will keep hitting hard on he hasn't done anything, do nothing Democrats. I still hear, you know, I, we have Republican cousins, unfortunately. Oh, they're and, uh, wonderful they, people they like to, They're great people. We love them. Uh, but they love to say the phrase, do nothing Democrats, you know, and it's like, they have no idea what Democrats have done, right? They couldn't tell you at all if we, if we brought any, any of the legislation up. So, yeah, it I needs to be. Yeah, it's, what, it's what branding Democrats is, uh, you know, and uh, there's just so much. And, and one of the points I want to make before I forget is that branding Democrats means you brand the president. The vi oh, by the way, I just want to say when Daryl said people don't know who the vice president is, that's true. But that's not a reflection on Kamala Harris. It's every vice president, no matter when you ask this now or 10 or 20 or 30 years ago, because I personally have I have done that. People don't know who the vice president is. We want people to go into a voting booth and just go down the column because we have done we collectively have done a good job of branding all Democrats. They go down the column from the president, senator. Uh, a congressperson, and then the local school board, library board, you know, vote down that column because the people in the lower, lesser known positions, those are the ones that bubble up and become congresspeople and senators later on. Yeah, I was, we had said in somewhere else that it should be almost 80% of when people are, or when a candidate is building their own brand, 80% of it should already be built for them. Like, I know what Democrats believe in, what Democrats stand for. So I'm a voter and I see there's a Democrat running. I should already know that he agrees or he or she agrees with my values. Um, and maybe that last 20% is what the individual candidate brings to the table and who they are, their personality, their resume. Um, but most of it should already be established, whereas right now we're starting from zero and they have to build that. I would like there to be 90 percent. It's 10 percent. Yeah, maybe 90. When you say <laughs> voting down the column, I'm thinking in my head, if I were a voter, I didn't have much information on individual candidates and I am a Democrat. I would need to have a lot of trust in the Democratic Party in order to sort of blindly just go he, him, 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 her, her. Um, 
How do you think that Democrats can cultivate that type of trust in voters? Yeah, I think it starts with the actions that people see from Democrats, right? It can't just be empty promises. Um, and that goes back to what we were just saying about touting the accomplishments, showing that these are what Democrats have actually done and how it will affect your life, that these actually matter to you. I think a lot of the reason most people aren't paying any attention to politics is that they don't think it matters, right? It's not a part of their daily life. They have their own issues and worries. Everyone does their daily struggles that they're going through. And so they ignore politics. But showing how this can affect your community or people around you, even if it's not you personally, probably someone you love could be affected by some of these policies, uh, showing them that and making it real and tangible for people, I think will go a long way in making them care and realize and then showing that Democrats actually care about you and these people you love and in, in, in your world. Um, whereas Republicans, again, say they are working for people you don't care about, <laughs> the corporations and the rich that have plenty and don't need the help. Um, we are trying to help the people that do need the help. I think that when, you know, Trump's first win in particular, people and consultants... His first win? His first win in particular. His only win. Uh, <laughs> and last, yeah. Well, it better be his last. The majority of voters thought that oh, he's a businessman and he cares about me and my problems as a working class person. Um, not everyone in America has a 401k and 100k salary, and some people really struggle and maybe don't have the education that some other people have access to. And this demographic more than others, was voting for Trump. So when we say that Democrats fight for the people, how have Republicans, and especially the MAGA movement, somehow portrayed that they fight for the people, when in fact that we know that they're fighting for corporations and for themselves and their rich friends? I have a lot to say yeah, about that. I can ahead. start on this. Take that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like there's this bigger game being played that needs to be called out more and say, this is what Republicans are doing. And the game that is that they're distracting people. They're, they're saying here, fight amongst these, amongst yourselves on these culture wars, right? So they're pushing trans issues, racial issues, CRT, right? That they created out of nothing to get people angry about. Uh, and they're saying, fight about all those things. And you're going to ignore the fact that we are taking over this country, you know, consolidating wealth amongst the top 1%, um, helping our rich, you know, corporation buddies. Um, they're not talking about those things, right? They want to keep, they're happy when everyone's arguing about CRT and some new trans phobia, um, you know, policy that's being put out because uh, it doesn't really affect them, right? And they don't care. So I, I think there's this very clear culture war game that's happening that we need to call them out on and make people understand that they are trying to trick you and trying to distract you. Let me you answer more specifically than that uh, about why Trump won. It's because of everything Daryl just said. Plus, Hillary's team ran a terrible campaign. And we talk about this a bit in the book. I mean, Hillary, her branding that was successfully done by the Republicans was that she's not trustworthy. Um, I have, and I relate a personal story, Daryl was there actually, where we met a, uh, an ambassador outside the country. We were far, far away from America. We met an ambassador who had been working in the State Department for 30 years. Uh, she gave us a tour of the residence and um, towards the end, after it being just totally businesslike um, and, and diplomatic, we mentioned that her, bo her boss, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, had been our New York State Senator. And all 
the facade of diplomacy dropped and she just became effusive in her praise, saying she's worked for decades at the State Department and she has never this and that. And she just loved Hillary Clinton, she talked about her ethics and her work, uh, the work she did and, and her intelligence and compassion. And it's, it's like then you watch the commercials that Hillary's team ran and it was just about Donald Trump saying bad things. And, you know, they let the, the Republicans get away with branding Hillary as this untrustworthy soul. All the charges of, you know, lock her up, none of that was real. There has been a ton of investigations. They're, they haven't come close to any indictment or anything. And now um, look at Trump being actually locked up. What was that? He said now look now yeah, Trump is yeah, being for, indicted, for, yeah, real potentially. For many real charges. But, but the point is that the Democrats right. did a terrible uh, job of fighting the branding that the, the Republicans successfully did about Hillary. And that, you know, there's many reasons why Trump won, why Hillary lost. But I personally think uh, a lot of the blame, many factors, including Comey and the FBI and all that. But, man, they just didn't they didn't do any branding to directly counter the successful branding of Hillary as a terrible candidate, terrible person. And, you know, it was a close election. She actually got more of the popular vote than he did. But with successful branding that we talk about in the book, yeah, she would have, it would have been President Hillary Clinton. Wow. And I, I've spoken to the people who've like, or I've, not, I've heard from people who have worked on the campaign or, you know, have worked with the consultants. And they said they heard, you know, there's a lot of focus groups they did, of course, that said, oh, Trump's going to implode. If you just let people know all these bad things Trump has done, he's clearly going to destroy himself. Uh, but sort of common sense would say, yes, yeah, so you can do that. But everyone already knew that. Anyone who was paying attention knew all these things about Trump. What they didn't know was the Hillary side, that, you know, she was this great person. People couldn't describe what... What has she done? What does she believe in? They couldn't talk about those things. So, yes, you can, un, like we were saying, you know, negatively brand the other person, but they never did a good job positively branding her. That's an important point. We have an approaching election, and what is your guys' recommendation for Democrat candidates coming up to the next race? Do you think that the Democratic Party has time to reinvent their their brand before this election? What would you guys suggest for people who are consultants or in the front lines? In well, we wrote a whole book about that, hopefully mm -hmm. with this podcast and the book and uh, things we're doing. I'm on TikTok, by the way. Find me at, what am I, Branding Dems? <laughs> at Branding Dems. Yes, Branding Dems. And uh, I, I just spout off stuff and I... <laughs> <laughs> have more followers than I ever thought. It's only a thousand, but hopefully we can get to uh, a much bigger number shortly. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it's never too late because there's always another election a year or two away. So the point is, let's get started. Yeah, it's a long process. Like we said, it's a long-term thing. So just start chipping away at it now. Start getting these messages out in front of people everywhere we can, building up like a Ideally, there's some central location of people who are putting out, this is the core things that we want to be saying. We see Republicans do this. They, in lockstep, are saying the same messages everywhere, across every media, every politician, repeating it ad nauseum. Um, we need to do something similar like that. And the sooner we start, the better it will be for the next presidential election and, yeah, every and election after that. we hope to make this a regular series, these podcasts. And so, Gabby, we got to save a little bit for the next one. Actually, we, have, we always have ton, tons more to say about what can be done, what should be done, what wasn't done correctly in the past. Um, 
lots more to say about that. That's very true. We all have yeah. three minds that are very active, especially when it comes to democratic branding and politics. So I think we can wrap it up from here. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening, picking our brains a little bit. Um, Ken, Daryl, thank you. And we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you. You've just listened to the Branding Democrats podcast. If you want to learn more, tune in next week or read our book, Branding Democrats, available on Amazon.